Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you that work so hard for your money, you're ready for your money to start working harder for you now. You want that freedom and cash and that prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, if you're lucky, but right now to live that life that you love with those you love doing what you love. But most importantly, guys, about creating a life of meaning and impact and purpose by creating a ripple effect in people's lives, because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater potential to create impact. And so guys, I appreciate you allowing me to create the ripple effect for you. You guys have been amazing. I appreciate you binging and sharing with others and having powerful conversations and taking this to a whole nother level. So thank you so much for being a part of that. As a reminder, go check out our YouTube channel, the Many Ripples with Chris Miles page. You can check that out, subscribe there, even get access to our videos there. So be sure to check that out. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income, from making at least double digit returns on your money. And get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually reach double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. So guys, if you wanna learn more about that, go check out Secured Investment Corp dot com that's secured s-e-c-u-r-e-d investment corp dot com all right guys so i've got a special guest here now i'll tell you like we talk a lot about real estate and we bring up that sort of stuff but we don't always talk about the business side of things right the business is a very very formidable class to be investing into and there's different ways to do it and that's why i brought john austinson here he's the foremost expert on non-food franchising so not the typical restaurant type stuff, the franchises that deal outside of the restaurant market. He has experience with it as an Inc. 500 franchiser. He's a multi-brand franchisee and a franchise investor, author, and consultant. And he has a passion for educating and supporting others as they explore their own business ownership opportunities. And really what I want to talk about today is, you know, it's really like, why would we do franchises for just starting up our own business? And really like, how's it work if we want to make that as like our own investment? And so that's why we have John here today. So welcome to our show, John. Chris, appreciate you having me. Love the show and love what you're doing. Yeah, man. So give us a little bit more background. Like obviously you've had a lot of experience in the franchise space, but what got you down this path eventually? Like so many others, I spent most of my career in the corporate world and had a good run, but had an itch to do something with a you know, non-public company and had the opportunity to step in to lead the day-to-day operations of Shelf Genie Franchise System based in Atlanta, Georgia, where I am. It's yeah. custom pull-out shelving for your kitchens and pantries. And, and through that experience of leading the home office and supporting our franchisees, it really opened up my eyes to franchising. And, and the franchising is much more than food, which people oftentimes associate with uh, franchising. And it also opened up my eyes to how franchising, though it's not right for everyone, mm-hmm. can be a much better path to business ownership for many out there, either yes. full-time or as a side investment. So long story short, parlayed that experience, partnered with the founder of Shelf Genie, we left the company. I have had several ventures since then and several investments within franchising. But 
I'm blessed to get to spend most of my time on the consulting side, uh, working with a little over 300 brands that we bedded down, really believe in, and I get to play matchmaker. So I get to walk clients through a process of helping them understand what are some of those opportunities in their market. They're the best fit for them based on the discussions we've had. Totally free process to them. And, and I love just walking them through it. Awesome. I actually want to ask you about that matchmaking here in a second too. And so let's just go into this because we get a good mixture of people here. We got some that are business owners that already have their own running businesses. We got a lot of people, a growing number of people that are employees. They're W-2 employees. Maybe they make six plus figures a year, but they're looking for other options. And that's why they're listening to the show. And so why would they do something like this versus just starting their own business or doing like an Amazon business or whatever it might be, right? Starting from scratch. Why would they go with the franchise option? Yeah. So franchising, again, it's right for many, not for everyone, but where people see the benefits would be in some cases, the brand, there's a brand awareness. In a lot of cases, it's an emerging brand. Frankly, yeah. most of the brands you've recognized are sold out in your market. So I work a lot with emerging brands that are newer on the scene, but they've got proven experience and a proven track record. But with franchising, you've got a model. It's been built out. You're starting on third base. You're not having to start and circle all four bases. So you get a little <laughs> bit of a head start. You do pay a royalty, but in exchange for that, you're getting ongoing support support from the franchisor. They're essentially your coach on the sideline. You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And then really, oftentimes it's overlooked, but all the other franchise owners around the country are a great support group. And not only from an encouragement standpoint, but they're testing marketing vehicles in their markets. They're trying new things. They're learning where to hire the best talent. And then these best practices are exchanged because all of your interests are aligned. And mm -hmm. so you're really, the better you do, the more valuable their locations are as well. And so while people will buy into a franchise for that cash flow along the way, it's also to build an asset that over time, they can uh, have a strong exit value. And a recent study came out that showed that franchise businesses versus non-franchise businesses in like sectors actually mm -hmm. command a one and a half times higher multiple than, than non-franchise. Interesting. I would imagine so just because you have a system in place and that's a big thing that people look for when they buy a practice or buy any kind of business, right? It is. And you know, franchising doesn't de-risk everything. There's not a promise behind that, but it does uh, give you a much better chance of success versus going out there and starting something on your own. Definitely better predictability. And it allows you to switch industries. Oftentimes franchisors right. say, we want someone from a totally different industry. We don't want someone bringing in baggage. So uh, <laughs> it gives you a chance to get a fresh start as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go with that kind of into the financials of it too, right? Because we talk about different asset classes. A lot of times we talk about real estate and really alternative things. Like we are anti-stock market, as you've heard me say on other shows before, right? Like basically it sucks. So my personal opinion and philosophy is if you're going to invest in any business, shouldn't be your own versus just buying somebody else's stock. Why do you see the franchises really being like that really viable asset class to have in your portfolio? Yeah. And I love that you're terming it an asset class. That's a talk that I give to investors oftentimes is franchising as an asset class. And I help them understand that, hey, you may not be looking to jump in full time, but you mm -hmm. can get, oftentimes you can get some of these businesses going on the side as long as you have a good person to run them. So it's that yeah. semi-absentee, we call it form. But no, as a business owner, if you're not currently a business owner, you are missing out. I mean, honestly, mm -hmm. business ownership is one of the last bastions of tax, preferable tax treatment, as you know, Chris. And so I'd say that is a nice benefit, but it just provides diversity. And here we are facing inflation. We all know it and it allows you in some cases to raise prices or you have more control. And I think that idea of control is what's really escalating the interest in franchising. Right now, mm -hmm. the interest is at an unprecedented level. And that's 
largely because during COVID, people question the path they're on. They question where can yeah. I put my money, where it's safe. And they've said, maybe now's the time I scratch that entrepreneurial itch. Maybe now's the time that <laughs> you know, I take a little risk, don't bet the farm, but step out and, and try something new. Well, definitely with the franchise, one thing I do like about having business in general is that you can control the variables where you can't control stock markets. You can't control what it does. I almost get ticked at people that are like going and gambling on Bitcoin so crazily, right? Especially after it gets hot. Like the worst time to buy something is when it's hot and everybody's talking about it, but it doesn't stop people from doing it. But here you can control it. You're not just riding waves. You have influence to make the return better or worse, right? And speak to that as well. Speaking to these more semi-absentee type things, because I know a lot of these people listening to the show would be in that category that would be interested in that. Yeah. And I'm semi-absentee myself with mm-hmm. my investments. So, uh, you know, I do the consulting full-time. Some businesses lend themselves more to that semi-absentee approach than others, but I'd say the majority do. Again, mm-hmm. it comes down to having the right people in place like any business out there. But we work across sectors like health and wellness and fitness mm-hmm. and all the way to automotive or you know home services and property services are incredibly hot right now. Some people have a desire to get into automotive where you're doing more of a brick and mortar type footprint where you have more of a cost outlay yeah. up front. Others say, hey, I love the idea of maybe a services business, like let's say pool cleaning or gutters or kitchen remodeling, where I'm not in there doing the work. Maybe I take some of the design appointments or sales jobs up front, but over time I hire for that and put someone on commission, make it a variable cost business. And then I hire a handyman on the back end so you're still dealing with people. I mean, there's still headaches whenever you're dealing with people, but mm-hmm. it is much more of a variable comp and variable expense type business that you can get up and running faster with a lot less capital out the door. In some cases, you can get in these businesses for as little as 90000 which yeah. would be your item seven of your FDD, which would be mm-hmm. your franchise fee plus your working capital, startup cost, uh, some initial marketing. So they could be even at that low, which is eye-opening to people. Yeah. Last year, you know, I was actually looking at franchising opportunities for myself and I was looking anywhere from like, I mean, I had narrowed down to a couple. One was even just doing with like junk, hauling junk away, right? Kind of like the winning hunter got junk competitor. I had that one. And then I was even looking at kind of a new running type of gym, which was really cool because they had even, they pivoted quickly into the whole virtual space with like Peloton was. So I almost, I almost wanted to do that. In the end, I ended up just saying, I'm going to focus on money ripples because I got plenty of stuff to do here. Right. But I found, found it fascinating. And So if somebody wants to be more semi-absentee, I realized that it was much more out of pocket. Usually the more absentee you want to be, the higher the upfront costs are. Can you speak to that? Like you said, as little as 90,000, but what would it look like? I mean, I know it can range depending on the industry, but what have you seen? Yeah, a gentleman that I went to graduate school with wanted to buy a franchise. I took him through our process. He fell in love with a driveway business and uh, has some uniques within its niche. And it's the only driveway franchise out there. And he asked me if I'd want to invest with him. I said, Sure. We structured it so that he gets compensated based on the profit. And then we get our returns on the back end or draw or uh, distributions. And so there are ways to do it like that. Yeah. Like a partnership then. Exactly. And and really speaking of that business, you mentioned the junk hauling. What I found is non-sexy is the new sexy. Yeah. Before COVID, we were doing a lot of gym deals and we're still doing a number of those. There's some neat fitness concepts out there, some health and wellness type concepts, but a lot Mm -hmm. of people are gravitating towards some of these sectors, whether it be roll-off dumpsters, let's say, that are non-sexy, but that's become the new sexy. Right. It's true. And that's what they asked me initially. I'm sure you probably asked the same question that people here would be, okay, do you have big ego around what kind of industry it's going to be? Or do you care? And my answer was, I don't care. Like it's an investment. Like if it pays, great. I don't care if it looks stupid. No, you're okay going to the cocktail party and being known as the, you know, porta potty guy, if you're making a million (laughs) bucks on the side doing that, right? Exactly. 
It's like, if I have to make, you know, if I have to sell crap to make crap, then that's great. But anyways, so, well, cool. Well, um, so give us a, like a good, another scenario, like somebody who started this, I want to really get into like potential returns. I know it always varies to the industry, but someone maybe that wanted to get in, maybe they had to put a little bit of upfront work for a few months. They got it to like five to 10 hours a week. And then they started pulling out cash flow, but then eventually could turn around and exit it later to sell for multiple. Do you have an experience like that you could share? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have many experiences like that to share, but I'll just say from a high level without making an earnings claim or representation here. Uh, And franchises are regulated by the FTC. They've got their item 19s of their FTD. Within that, so kind of basing it off of that, I'd say most of the deals I do are probably in the $200,000 range, Uh give or take. And those would be, let's say, for three territories of a business. Many of those businesses per territory can do in the ballpark of four hundred to six hundred thousand a year in top line revenue, contributing yeah. an EBITDA margin, oftentimes between fifteen percent and thirty percent, sometimes even higher than that. So right. when you do the math and you think about it in terms of not just fifteen to thirty percent of EBITDA margin, but you take that number, let's say thirty percent of six hundred, that's two hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, and that's per territory. I mean, in that's theory, that's return. Exactly. Well, and that's for one territory and you bought three of them. So it could be even higher than that. So we look at those numbers because they are based on historical data and representations. I always take a very conservative approach with my clients. And we talk about scaling up to those points. But that's the great thing about franchising too, is when you go through the process as you did, you Mm -hmm. get to see not only the financial representations and all the undercover aspects of the business through the FDD, but you also get to talk to franchisees in other markets Mm -hmm. and ask them about their experience. What's your ramp up been like? How did the franchisor support you along the way? And right. so you really go in eyes wide open. That's the whole goal behind the process. Yeah. And that's another thing too I love is that when you get that support, you get the ability to kind of find ways, especially if you really become a student of it, like you can really find ways to increase your profits and make right money. Even if it is a semi, I call it a semi-active investment, like you could be a little bit hands-off, but you're still going to be managing it. There's still be some involvement. But if it meant that you spend, like I said, five, 10 hours a week or so that allows you to get, like you said, Federal Trade Commission and all that stuff, no guarantees. But I've seen several examples where I've talked to other franchisees where they're making a good 50% or more a year on the money they put in initially. So they're making their money back within two or three years, typically. That being said, then when they turn on and sell it, then they end up selling it for another price. And the more profitable it is, typically, the higher you can sell it for, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of factors to go into it, but certainly the more that you're doing and oftentimes the size of the business and the ability to scale it goes into that price. But no, it's really resonating. I shared experience with an investor literally right before this interview that mm-hmm. if you think it's going to take you five hours a week, semi-absentee, it's going to take you 10. If you think it's going to take 10, it's going to take 15. I mean, uh-huh. that's been my experience, you know, that it is somewhat hands-on at the beginning and yeah. maybe the first person you have in place isn't going to work out. So you have to bring someone else. And so nothing is easy, but it gets easier. And what I'm seeing as a strategy is oftentimes what people are looking to do is similar to what we've done here in Atlanta with our businesses. And that's to have multiple businesses that somewhat implement each other. And so you can have some shared mm-hmm. services, maybe some cross-marketing, some right. uh, you know, economies of scale that you're building. So you know, that's one approach. Another, another one would be to t- try to diversify within your franchise portfolio. So it yeah. just gives you some new levers to pull outside of traditional investments. And we really find it, find it resonating, resonating with your traditional baby boomers all the way down to millennials. I just did a deal up in Nashville with a 27-year-old and he and his wife are doing this on the side. That's a mosquito business. But quite a few people in their 30s and 40s, I'd say that's a prime group right now that's taking an interest. Oh, yeah. 
Well, and, and especially if they've got IRA money, they're like, what do I do with this? Especially if they got laid off or whatever it might be, or they changed jobs or 401k money, you know, all that kind of stuff you can actually use in the franchise world. There are a lot of different funding options. That's a great point. Everything from SBA loans and some mm -hmm. people have more of a comfort level of debt. Others have more of a comfort with an equity partner, or yeah. there's some neat hybrids like a Rob's program where you tap into your 401k and actually use that funding right. uh, with some tax advantages. Or there, I've got a partner that does portfolio loans where mm -hmm. we're talking three and a half, four percent interest rate. You don't yeah. have to liquidate your stock portfolio, but you can borrow up to 70% as a line of credit, which sure. is a vehicle that I think a lot of people don't pay enough attention to. That's right. Yeah. Which is just like an SBA loan, but now you're doing it more just with your own cash as the leverage instead. And on an as needed basis at a lower interest rate. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's great. Well, I really appreciate this information, John. This is good stuff. And I know there's people on here saying, all right, I want to know more. What would be the best way for them to follow you, reach out to you just to learn more about this? Yeah, absolutely. Would love to connect with any of our listeners and jump on a call, understand their situation and provide a few thoughts and then potentially walk through the process together. Best way to reach out, connect with me on LinkedIn, again, John Austinson, or email me at john at frambridgeconsulting.com. And there's no H in John, so J-O-N at frambridgeconsulting.com. Obviously, you can go to our website, frambridgeconsulting.com, and I would love to connect and help in any way I can. I'm passionate about what I do and helping my clients you know, find that freedom or that investment diversification. So would love to help any of your listeners. Excellent. I appreciate that, John. And, and yeah, we'll put that in the show notes so people can reach out and do it, especially if they're driving. We don't want people running around trying to write this down really quick. You can always go back and listen to it later. So again, John, really good information, such an exciting time right now, especially and so many opportunities. So appreciate your time and your value. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me, Chris. Enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely. And everybody else, again, if it's something that you feel drawn to, whenever you hear something, these ideas, it's one thing to hear it, but it's another to do it. It's like, if you say, hey, this might be the path for me, do something about it, get more information, learn more, become a student, and then figure out ways you can actually get that life of freedom you've been wanting. And it only happens by action, guys. So anyways, I hope you make it a wonderful and prosperous week. And we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.